What's up, everybody? It's Jamia Daniels, and welcome to another episode of First of All, the podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. I say that every episode, but like for real this time. Um, We have a very special guest, whom of which has birthed me, um, hath raised me, and hath uh, pushed me out of the birthing canal. Uh, We've got my mom here today. (laughs) Welcome. Um, evangelist, deaconess, uh, pastoral bishop of the Northern Alliance <laughs> of Church of God in Christ and He Who Reigns uh, Incorporated, Irez Scott. Welcome, Mom. Hi there, dear. Hello, Mother. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit today about um, kind of basically what we would tell our younger selves, the things that we not necessarily regret, but things that we've learned over the past, for me, it's only been like 25 years, but you know, <laughs> over the past few years, what we've learned and how we've grown and um, how we can try and encourage others to do the same. So first, as always, we're going to go ahead and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this space and opportunity. We thank you for guarding our hearts, our minds, and our mouths as we indulge in conversation that will touch someone's life. We thank you for focus and grace as we keep you, first of all, glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Mom. Well, I've known you for basically all my life, I feel like. You basically, know? just basically. Basically. <laughs> I've known you all my life for the most part. And um, I could say, of course, I've seen a lot of growth in myself, but I've also seen growth in you and, and whatnot as well. And we've been through... Uh, through some stuff, you know, as yeah. a unit. And yeah. it's been very interesting to see how things have been handled just over the course of time and just just in general. But mm-hmm. I'm really interested to to start this talk and to see like what you think and like kind of how how you got to where you are. So how do how about you start with just giving us a little a little quick bio, tell us how you know how, how who are you? How'd you get here? You know, all that good stuff. Well, um, first of all, I am the baby of my family. I'm the youngest of eight children. Same. And, um, wow. So my mother was, um, she was older when she had me. She was 42. Mm. And so um, I really had a lot of interaction with my my older sisters, mostly. Uh, My mother was there, but, of course, you know, she'd already had seven. So it's like, you know, you guys are old enough to... Handler, so handle it. Yeah. And that's kind of how that went. Um, but I had a really good childhood. Um, you know, I grew up with my dad. He passed away when I was 14. And so that was kind of rough. So I, to me, basically, I grew up without my dad, but at least I knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, you see, it was five girls and wait four I don't know there's like a five like six six <laughs> girls and gangy, two, two boys yeah um but some of them you know were older and so so I mean I really didn't grow up around them so the whole dynamic of me growing up um I found myself by myself a lot mm-hmm. and that is partially because our family experienced tragedy very early in life um, my sister passed away at the age of 22. I was seven when that happened. And, mm. you know, um, that's something that I'll talk about maybe a little bit later, too, that 
things you don't understand that your parents are going through until you kind of get to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom, of course, that was devastating for her. And then, you know, of course, a few years later, losing my dad. So I grew up kind of by myself and a loner. And so I've kind of learned to just function on my own. Um, I love people. I love loving people. But I kind of prefer to be alone because that's what I know. Yeah. Um, so grew up in church, um, started playing the keyboards and organs at the age, um, organ rather, at uh, age of 11. And, um, Wowza. Yeah. And didn't want to do that. <laughs> I was not asked. <laughs> that I do know. <laughs> I remember I, you always being like, every time anybody asked you to play the organ, you're like, for real? Oh, oh my gosh. Really? <laughs> And it's like I was never a happy musician. I just was like had this look on my face every time somebody, and I would hate to walk in someplace and be like, oh, yeah, come play. And I would just like at my 20s and 30s just like have this look like I'm six because I just hated doing it. Um, But anyway, you know, just grew up, you know, musically and and things like that. Have great um, sisters for examples of businesswomen. And um, that's pretty much it for, for that part. Wow, that's so interesting. It's so funny because I think we talked about this a little bit in like the general generational curses episode with um, your other children. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of crazy how like we I don't think we as a family ever had like a comp had many conversations about like your childhood or your past or anything like that. And I think a part of that is because we all were so used to being closed off indiv- individually, like um, like you said, like you kind of just like to be alone and because that's just what you're used to. And you're like, that's what that's just how you handle stuff is like you like to do your stuff alone. And like even like when we would come home, like you would come home from work sometimes and just be like, hey, guys, love you. Go to my room, watch TV. Like, <laughs> you, I hope you don't hate me. I'm a great mom. But, <laughs> you know, go to watch TV. It's like we obviously we didn't care. But like yeah. because that's just like what we were used to. We were like, it's how we grew up. And of course, we had our family time and stuff like that. But a lot of the times it was we all kind of retreated to ourselves. And I think that's interesting to see kind of where that stuff comes from because Mm -hmm. that stuff, that's like habits and things that we have now that we don't always understand like the origins of it or like why we are the way we are. So I'm really interested to get into this Mm -hmm. so that I can learn like a lot more. Because first of all, I didn't know that you played the organ from 11 because I remember (laughs) like that you, I remember you playing like when we used to, when we went to church and stuff when we were little and whatnot. And I remember you playing sometimes too. But then I also remember us getting older and you'd be like, I barely know how to play the organ. I just slap the keys. <laughs> like I remember that too. So it's like shocking. I have, I literally had no idea that you like used to play keys and stuff like that. That's like pretty freaking crazy to me. But anyway, yeah. so that's, um, but I did know um, that grandpa passed away when you were young. I thought it was like when you were 19, but then, you, but I guess it was when you were 14 because yeah. you skipped a couple grades too in, in school, right? I skipped a grade, yeah. Yeah, so you were already mm-hmm. graduating early, mm-hmm. and he so he passed away when you were probably like a like a sophomore, junior. Yes, I was a sophomore. No, 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 I was a junior actually. I was a junior. Wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. So, how did you how did you cope with that or try to cope, whether it was healthy or not healthy? Like, how did you cope during that time? Um, alone. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, you know, my mother had not really had a chance to get over losing my sister. Yeah, um, and so you know, which is major, and then. Um, my father kind of passed sort of suddenly. He was sick, but we didn't know that he was sick. And uh, so then my sisters were dealing with what they were dealing with, having lost their siblings. So, um, and then, you know, just seeing my mom just kind of checked out, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, I laugh about it now, but uh, so like I said, I was a junior. And so I made it through, I think, that year. But then my senior year, you know, um, winter time would come and my mom was so checked out. She'd say, you going to school today? And I'd say, no. She'd say, okay. 
And then, you know, she would, she just really Aww. was just not there. And I understand, you know, yeah. I do get it. But I didn't, ha- the only way I knew how to handle it, honestly, I remember, I remember sitting on my porch um, after he had passed away and looking up in the clouds, just going, well, I guess that's where you are now. Yeah. And um, that was pretty much it. I just was alone. That's a lot. I was alone a lot. Yeah. Can I ask if you guys were close? Um, my, me and my father were very close. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, I was his only child. Um, my mother married him late in life. Mm-hmm. And so I was only, I was only his, his, his only biological child, I should say. I mean, he certainly loved my brothers and sisters like they were his own. Um, I was his only biological child. So, and again, my mom, you know, she loved to go to church. She was in a church. She was into just doing anniversary services. I mean, that was her thing. She was the church lady. Yeah. <laughs> and so there would be times I'd just be left alone, you know, with my dad. Um, and I'd, you know, help him set out the sprinklers um, at home. Or um, I'd go for rides with him. Or, you know, he took me on errands to go to the gas station, you know, oh, and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, I was, I was very close to my dad. Wow. That's, and I could, like, I personally couldn't even imagine, like, my dad's still alive right now, and I, I can't even, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't even, I can't even imagine what that would have been like to, like, have to lose him, especially at such an early age. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you had, like, a father, like, yeah, you you said you knew him, and you were grateful that you were to know him, but do you feel like, because some people don't grow up with a dad and don't understand, like, what men like a man is supposed to be and like what he's supposed to look like in terms of like relationship and fatherhood and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Do you feel like losing him that early affected your perception on men? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, my reference point was how my mother treated my dad. Mm -hmm. And so while I have one sister who went completely the opposite of what my mom did. So Mm -hmm. my mom was a housewife for the most part. Um, and you know, she would, um, you know, make sure he had his dinner ready, you know, when he came home, mm-hmm. you know, if he, if it wasn't ready, she'd have his bologna sandwich and Kool-Aid ready. Okay. <laughs> she did not feed him on paper plates. You know, she'd oh. have a fit if she saw a paper plate anywhere near him, you know, she treated him like a king mm-hmm. and, you know, fixed his plate for him, ironed his shirts, all of that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I have one sister went the total opposite, but even though I still was somewhat of a career person, I still had that domestic mindset yeah even now um as times have changed and we're going through you know the the um the pandemic and things I have retreated to that it's like a part of me that still does that I don't know how to not be that because that's what I grew up all the time I would come home you know watch the Brady Bunch or whatever Mm -hmm. you know and then we'd have to all scramble to get things ready because daddy was coming home you know saying oh your daddy's coming home so you know she never she never looked unpresentable when he came home she Mm -hmm. always had her hair combed and freshly bathed and Mm -hmm. all that and I'm the same way I cannot relate oh my gosh (laughs) when my when my husband comes home like I have to force myself to even look halfway like not together. Yeah. I mean, my hair looks decent. I have on some clean clothes. I won't wear stained clothes. You know, yeah. he never comes home and I'm just, hey, hey, what's up? You know, <laughs> he's I'm always, you know, have it together because that's just what I've seen. And so, yeah. and so that really has had um, an impact. But as far as relationally, um, I don't think I had any other reference point other than that. Yeah. Other than to take care of your man in that way. Mm-hmm. So I think I can't say that my, mom, my my dad was real romantic and all this other stuff. I, I you know, I, I can't say I really saw a lot of that. 
And so my focus as I got into my relationships was not that. It wasn't partnership. Mm -hmm. It was how do I take care of my man? Wow. Yeah. And so your perception now has that, like, I know that you're saying, like, you still have some of those habits and stuff where you, like, will still make sure that you're taken care of and presentable and make sure he's taken care of and he mm -hmm. has all his stuff ready to go. And, I mean, like, I get it. <laughs> and, like, I understand. <laughs> and, of course, Aaron is taken care of, like, yeah. obviously. Um, but we're both just very independent individuals. And since, like, with him being a musician and, like, um, an audio engineer and stuff and him, like, being so, like, he doesn't have work hours. Like, mm -hmm. he just works. Like, that's just what he does. He just works. And mm -hmm. he's just, you know, I see him when I see him kind of thing. And so I definitely make sure I do my part in terms of taking care of, every, of taking care of what needs to be taken care of here. But, like, it's still, like, an equal partnership kind of thing. So I think that's interesting how you said, like, it wasn't necessarily, like, a partnership. It was more just, like, a... Like, kind of like a servitude, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, you're kind of serving that person. And, and I do serve him in certain ways, but, like, I definitely, like, I, I don't think... Like, I think that now as, like, millennials and as we, like, get into mm -hmm. these new ages and stuff, we don't... It's not that whole, like being super presentable for him, like, at all times and, like, making sure, like, <laughs> like I have makeup. I get up early before he wakes up and put on some lipstick. I'm like, it's not happening. Like, <laughs> it's not that extreme. He's but. lucky if, I, if I'm staying home all day, he's lucky if my bonnet comes off. Like, <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> Love you. And he loves me how I am. Like, it's like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. but I think that's so interesting. But um, how do you think that... So, like, I know that you say you still do some of that stuff now, but mm -hmm. do you feel like that has kind of changed with your current relationship, like your relationship now with your husband? Like how, do you think that you're still on that same level as grandma or like in terms of the servitude part of it? Or do you think like it's more of a partnership with an addition of servitude? You know, the interesting thing about that is um, he, I, he grew up with his mom and dad both working. I mean, working, mm -hmm. working, working, working. Yeah. But I'm learning that apparently he loves my way. Because that's what he's become accustomed to. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I, I just kind of go, what, what did I do? I don't know what happened. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't partner with me, but he definitely um, appreciates the servitude part of it. Yeah. So, you know, even though I've worked full time most of my life and, and you know, now with the pandemic, things are a little different because I'm at home. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I just feel like if I'm at home, then I should do more and, yeah. and he shouldn't have to worry about anything because he's, you know, kind of the primary breadwinner ex mostly, you know, and things yeah. like that. Um, so he's into it. I mean, he's like, hey, yeah. cool. I mean, dinner. I would be too. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know, oh, what's for dinner tonight? Dinner's ready? Cool. You, yeah. know? I, you know, hey, all my stuff is hanging up for the week? Cool. I mean, but who wouldn't? Yeah, right? exactly. It's like, I would be really into that. If I come <laughs> home with dinner's ready, the house is clean, like my clothes smell fresh, I got food on the table, yeah. my stuff ready for the week, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm into that. I'd be yeah. really into it, but I guess it's... I don't know. Am I into that? Because like I'd have to do it, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but we're we're getting there. We're getting there. We're still we're still in this new age thing. So we're figuring our way back to that. But that's so interesting. Because mm -hmm. yeah, it's 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 interesting to like see the changes from like how you grew up in a certain in a certain household and you did it a certain way growing up that way, and then like how we kind of pick and choose mm -hmm. what we want and and apply it to our our lives. And because like. Grandma was a certain generation, and then you were a certain generation, mm -hmm. and then I'm a certain generation, mm -hmm. and we all are just doing it differently. Yeah. So I just think that's that's so, huh? That's so that's so cool. But the, the thing difference. is, though, it's not as different as you think it is, and oh. that's the whole thing. So, yeah. 
you know, even though I say I have a sibling who was went completely the other way, that's why she does it. Yeah. Because she was affected by it that way. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, me, I'm kind of really somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm working full time and, you know, all this kind of stuff, hey, you know, we're going to have to, you know, break this up and probably we're going to eat out a lot. Yeah. So I'm not going to be cooking, <laughs> right? Um, I'll have that, that Burger King ready for you when you get home. Hot and ready, babe. But you, but talking to you about this is is actually enlightening to me as well because it makes me think about, you know, when I talked about being alone a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you guys had a period of time where you were living in two different households. Uh-huh. Um, and it was my point to make sure that you all had the ability and the time to spend by yourself. That's interesting. Right. Because I always thought that it's, it's important. So to, you don't always want to have to have people, oh, yeah, yeah, just like, uh, you know, hurrah, hurrah, hurrah all the time mm-hmm. and not have time to self-reflect. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that I put um, in all of your lives. And I do see that with all of you. I see all of you kind of having, it was like, okay, you know what, I'm done. I need some time. And I'm okay with that. I think that I really affected you that way. I think so, too. And I think that is so funny because I'm still just thinking back at the Generational Curses episode when Javon was even talking about how, like, he's like, I don't know where we get this from, but we just have this thing where we just, like, we get to a point where it's, like, our social battery's done. Yeah. We, like, we need to recharge, leave me alone. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. And I just think that's so funny because we never connected that before. Yeah. And even thinking about it now, like, yeah, we... Because I've talked about that before, too, where, like, we all, we moved a lot when we were, like, kids, mm-hmm. like, a lot. And, like, every time I go to, like, a work thing and it's, like, a like a icebreaker thing and they're, like, tell us something you don't know about you. And I'm always, like, I moved at least 18 times in my <laughs> life. I've counted. Thank you. And it's, like, everybody's, like, oh, my God. But it's, it's so interesting because every time, like, after you guys split, you and dad split, like, um, when we were at your house, I do notice that after we moved out of that one townhouse, like, we did always all have, for the most part, like, have our own space mm-hmm. in our own rooms and stuff like that. And I never realized that that was what it was. We mm-hmm. just, just assumed, like, you know, we just had our own space and stuff. So it's, like, I think that's very interesting in how that, like, works now because, like, Jarrell is very much, like, he needs his he needs his bubble. Mm-hmm. Like, Jarrell's very much like that. Mm-hmm. And then me and Javon are similar in the fact where we need, like, we like the the connection to a certain extent mm-hmm. and then afterwards it's like can you please yeah. back it up <laughs> like I, I can't and sorry yeah and Ashley's like <laughs> Ashley's always been the type to who's like been kind of hovered over us and like taking care of us and like mm-hmm. covered us um you know outside of like what you were doing as mm-hmm. well and she's always covered us but like now she's to a point where she can have that space to mm-hmm. herself and so I'm I like I just know she's like cherishing that part of it so I just think I just think that whole thing is so interesting yeah just the whole thing just how everything happened it's very interesting to me but um I do want to kind of get into um like how was how how did some of the what are some decisions that you made from when you were like a young teenage like a teenager or young adult to like even like a decade ago, a decade ago, or like like when we all were out of the house, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, what were some decisions between then those two points that you think were deciding factors for things that happened in your life? And like, if you were to look back, knowing what you know now, how would you have made those decisions differently? Like starting earlier in time. I think I would have been more um, proactive in preparing for my own goals, my own dreams. Um, the future in general, I think I was just so involved in the moment. And it's like all of the moments are just past and now I'm here. And it goes so quickly. 
So if I think about um, when um, I wanted to go into the Air Force when I was 17, because I already graduated. Yeah, because my dad was in the Air Force. Aww. And I wanted to go into the Air Force, but um, I was like supposed to go enlist the next day. And I could not go because I realized that I have an extremely bad attitude and I don't like nobody telling me what to do. So I couldn't do it. <laughs> I don't think you would have worked out. <laughs> I just, I was like, I don't, I don't think I can do it. And so, I mean, um, I will say that when, when I was younger, and I'm going to, this is going to continue to answer your question, when mm-hmm. I was younger, because I didn't have support yeah, um, and I didn't have examples. So even when I, even though I graduated early, when it came to take like the test to go to college and stuff, I freaked out. I mm-hmm. just like, oh my gosh, I just, I, I didn't have a support system or anybody to tell me, encourage me that I could do it. And so I forfeited all that stuff. Anything that was going to be unsafe, yeah. I forfeited it. And That's I think so I lived my life in a way that way. I've, done, I've gotten a lot better. Um, but that's that reflected... Um, that was reflected on my decisions that mm-hmm. I made. It's safer to just okay, let's have. I'm gonna have a family. I know how to do that. I yeah. know how to have a family. I, you know, I, even though I work full time, and, and it, it was crazy because I was always accelerating on my jobs everywhere I went. I was always accelerated. So obviously, I was a smart girl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was only a point I could get to, and then I think anything beyond that is too scary for me to do because wow. I don't know that. I've never seen that. And so, but I've seen raising a family, so I know how to do that. So I'm going to stick with this because this is safe for me. Wow. Um, but I think as I've gotten older and, and, and gone through different things and, again, spent more alone time, you mm-hmm. know, in between relationships and, and understanding that I've, I was getting older, started to identify more things that I wanted to do in life. And um, I will speak for pretty much every woman, especially who is, you know, approaching 50 or or if you're 40s or whatever. It's like it sounds like a really old age when you're younger. But oh, my gosh, I'm like (laughs) sneaking up on you. (laughs) Yeah, it totally does. It totally sneaks up on you. And so that's why I'm so proud of you all, how you'll go live your life. You know, you and Aaron traveled, you know, abroad. Um, you know, you guys will be on a plane, you know, I, I don't really know till I, you're telling me you're getting on a plane <laughs> like, and I'm like, where are you going? Okay. Well, Hey, thanks for letting me know. But, <laughs> but, um, I, I really envy that in a way because I wish I was that adventurous to just take it and just do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I miss out of my life. I yeah. miss the not just going for it mm-hmm. and just taking whatever kind of was given to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I know this is like my favorite word to say, interesting, but I just feel like <laughs> that's so, it's crazy because so many of the things that you just said are things that I, that are in me as well. Like the whole, like going with what's safe kind of thing. And like, I was speaking with um, one of our good friends, um, shout out to you, Amy. Um, I was speaking with her a while back, like earlier this year about, um, like my career path and stuff, like what I want to do and where I want to go in my career. And I was like, I, because I had a one-on-one with my manager. He was like a new manager at the time, and he was just like asking me, like it's like a standard, like mm-hmm. where do you see yourself in a few years, or where do you want to go in a few years, or whatever. And I was like, you know, I do want to be able to climb the ladder and stuff, but I also want to be able to make sure that I perfect where I'm at before I get to the next place, because I want to be able to know everything I can, I know, and be completely prepared to like go and do whatever I need to do. And she was telling me that um, there was a study done at her job like a few years back where. They like because her job was like really intentional about having like an equal amount of men and women that were working there. And Mm -hmm. then 
they said even though that part was intentional, it was interesting to see the skew of how many men were in leadership as opposed to women. And they did more research and dug and dug and tried to figure out why that was. And it turned out the results came back saying that basically women were a lot more likely, like they were more likely to wait to move on or accept a promotion or push for a promotion until they felt that they were 100% prepared, whereas men would just jump into it and Mm -hmm. they'd just be ready. They'd just be like, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, but women are more like, I need to be ready. Like, I need to know what I'm doing. I need to know what I'm getting into. And yeah. they just, they were too scared to just take the leap kind of thing. And I was like, that's so interesting to me because that's exactly how I am with like, not just with my career, but with everything. It's like, if I don't know that it's going to work, then I'm, 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 let's, let's just hold off. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's back it up. Like, even with starting this podcast, you like, I've been planning on, I've been like planning for this podcast and like trying to work this podcast out for over a year. And it wasn't until one day, like, my friend was just like, hey, great, we're going to record it today. Thanks, have a nice day. Like, kind of thinking, <laughs> like, I was like, I guess. But, like, it, it was so because I was so scared to take that next step because my thing was I think I would always focus on the failure or the possibility of the failure and then how embarrassing it would be to fail and, like, all this other stuff. And then I'm just like, you know, it's safer for me to just not do it at all or just to stay exactly in my lane or just to you know stay in this little receptionist role or stay in this role or do the, do whatever I have to do mm-hmm. and stay here because this is what I know this is what's safe mm-hmm. and with that like right now I'm only 25 so like but also like I'm already 25 like right <laughs> so it's like there's and I'm not to be like to compare myself to other people but it's it's something that you just do like you automatically compare yourself to other people's situations so I see other people who I went to school with who are like my same age who are like graduating going into like med school or like law school or like they got their own businesses or they're traveling for work and they're doing this and that and I'm like I'm definitely not on that same like level and then that also discourages me and I'm just like you know I'm just going to keep keep coming back to myself you know what I mean and another thing I don't think I've ever shared this but like for like my wedding so I like I had I had already known like in terms of weight wise I wasn't where I wanted to be Mm -hmm. but I didn't want to try and lose all this weight for the wedding Mm -hmm. because I I convinced myself that I would just gain it back so I was like, I'm not even going to try. I'm not even, because it's, I, I know that I'm safe where I'm at and I'm just going to be like, I love myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm just going to look in, in the mirror and tell myself I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just hopefully it'll work. But like, that's something that even now, like, it's just something that, that kind of eats away at me. <laughs> eats. It's something that, bring <laughs> 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 It kind of something that like, kind of gets to me like all the time. And I, I can't, I'm a lot of times in a place of thinking like if I would have just during this time, I would have been in a completely different space. A lot of the times that's something that like if I would have just like stuck with a diet or stuck with an exercise routine or stuck with this at this time, then I would have been here by now. Or if I would have just focused for this amount of time, I would have been here. Right now. You know what I mean? I, I totally know what you mean. I mean, so I mean, you just really said a lot. I, I think I remember um I think you guys were, you know, in the latter years of high school since everybody kind of did everything at the same time. Yeah. You, know, you guys <laughs> grew up. Everybody <laughs> was in you know, elementary. Everybody was in junior high. Everybody graduated. Yeah. Um, and so it was in the latter part of your lives where I, I knew you guys were going to leave. Mm-hmm. And um, I had gotten to a point where uh, I was okay in my career. And again, I could have gone as far as I wanted to go. I just didn't have the faith in myself yeah. to believe I could do it. And I, some, I don't know what happened. I was at work one day and somehow 
I got to looking at people that I grew up with. Yeah. So I have one group of people. Um, they are like major um, marketing producers, recorders. Um, I sang with them when I was younger. I mean, they do big time stuff like War Room and they marry, marry. I mean, these are people I have a picture of them recording with them. Yeah. And I thought, well, they went, they they used to live in my bellow, and yeah. this is what they're doing. Yeah. My best friend from um, high school, his name is Robert. Somehow I found him. He's living in Florida and owns this great big uh, commercial design okay. thing and like, you know, architectural firm. I mean, he owns right, the Robert. stuff. And then I had another guy that um, I hung out with, an, another guy, my, my friend, I hung out with on Senior Ditch Day. Um, <laughs> and um, I think, you know, we ended up drinking more beers than we needed to drink. And, and oh. uh, no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> no. But but so we, you know, I, I, I thankfully he let me get back to where I was supposed to go mm-hmm. that day. But he's a producer for BET. Wow. And I, man, you talking about a day where I just went, wah, wah, I hate myself. Yeah. Because I could have done way more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you think about the what I should have done and I could have done. And as far as the weight thing, you know, um, I have been going through this whole thing with, well, if I would have just. And that's one of the things I definitely want to say to younger people is don't get older and say, if I would have just. If you have the opportunity to do it, do it. As long as it's not going to, you know, um, impact your health or your safety, then do it. Um, But a friend of mine uh, the other day really said something very profound to me that really has kind of put me on a whole different track Mm -hmm. of the way I think about losing weight, getting in shape, you know, all of these things. Um, And that is that it's okay to forget about what you didn't do and to start something new. Wow. It's really okay to do that. So, you know, I I think about, you know, all the diets that I went on because I was like, you know, my mother was overweight and her her health was terrible, (laughs) you know, and I don't want to be my mom. I remember going through a Wendy's drive-thru one day, just angry at her. She wasn't, I don't think she was even living anymore. I was angry. I was like, how could you let yourself get like that? Yeah. And now I see how... If you don't change your mindset, you could go down that exact same road. Yeah. And so I had lost all this weight um, on this special diet before it was successful. And I have all these pictures. I was looking all cute. And then before I knew it, I was back mm-hmm. at the weight again. And I thought, huh, if I would have just. Yeah. So then you stay stuck at the last time you were successful at something, the last time you felt good, the last time you felt like what you did was meaningful, and you stay stuck there. Instead of just saying, I did that, but it's okay if I just take this time now and start something new. Wow. That's, wow. That's deep. (laughs) I thought so too. That's deep. (laughs) I'm going to say that first. That's deep. Yeah. Like it's, and I think that's somewhere that I definitely struggle with because I think that um, I blame a lot of my um, hindrances on my fear of failure, but I think it's just my fear of, of that, of not, not starting again or like not, or being focused on my past. And I, my therapist one time, cause I was talking with her about something and how like, I always think about like, well, I didn't, I failed at this in the before, like mm-hmm. what makes me think I'll be successful about it, mm-hmm. you know, like, like in the future, like I failed at this before, this didn't go right before, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, if you just sit there and think about your past, all it's going to do is remind you of how much you suck. Yeah. So Sure. She's, she's like, just keep 
moving. For sure. <laughs> like, for and, sure. I, and like, yeah, it's like, it seems harsh for somebody to say, but I, like, it's it's fine. Like, I'm fine. No, but it seems harsh to say, but it's it's true. Like, all sitting there wallowing about what you could have done in the past and what you should have did. And if you would have just, like, all of that just remind you of how much you could just do it mm-hmm, now like mm-hmm. you know what you mm-hmm. didn't do you know mm-hmm. what you what didn't work so take that and and keep it pushing and do what does work yeah so that's that's so that's so cool um one thing you said before was like the whole like being able to travel thing and like doing all these new things in life I honestly like if it wasn't for Aaron like mm-hmm. if it wasn't for my husband I'd 100% no I wouldn't have been able to do it mm-hmm. because Aaron's one of those people who have also pushed me to be like, Jamia, let's just do it. Let's figure it out. Let's not be like, you know, what, like, let's break generational curses. Like, let's do what we, what we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things, it may seem small to some people, but like, that's a huge deal for me. Yeah. And like, I was even talking with like my boss and some people from work. And like, there's a younger, there's a girl that's like a year younger than me who just started. She was, she was talking about how she like studied abroad and she lived in like, I don't know, some European country. And then my boss was talking about how she travels all the time and she's been to, like, Denmark and China and and London and Santorini and this place and this place and this. And she's been a million places and she just talks about it so casually. And I'm just sitting there like, huh, that must be nice. That sounds so great. She's just talking about it like it just leaves, like she just traveled to Florida. You know, and I'm like, well, I've been to about seven states in the U.S. So, you know, but it's like, I feel like any, no matter like how many times you compare yourself to somebody else, there's always going to be mm-hmm. somebody who's going to be a, a step ahead of you, mm-hmm. no matter what. No so matter it's, what. A ma- it's a matter of you being a step ahead of yourself. Yeah. Like whatever you were yesterday, be a step ahead of that tomorrow. Yeah. And so I think that like focusing on that even now has just kind of been been helpful for me. It's like me not focusing on the fact that like I failed in the past at losing weight right now is just like, but right now I know that I can... I can my my main goal is to be consistent at something. Exactly. So just be consistent. Exactly. And if you see results, wonderful. Exactly. But if not, then you can praise the fact that you were consistent. Exactly. And exactly. like that's 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 something that's that's been a win for me personally, yeah. especially as of late. Yeah. Because my friend also told me that you don't want to just stay stuck at start. Wow. You're always at start. Yeah, that's always oh, at start. That's always my favorite place. I'm comfortable at start. Um, I'm comfortable at start. <laughs> but sometimes you just have to just pick something and go with it. Yeah, you know. And so me, because I'm so analytical. Now this part I don't know where it came from. Why? <laughs> all I do is just think. It's like I have a million voices in my head. You know what? I should start this. Well, then no, you don't want to start that because remember you're red. Oh, that's right. But then it also red. But then I don't know. So it's like you. Yeah. Have, I mean, if people could see what's really going on in my yeah. head. I think they probably would never talk to me again because they would say, um, "You, I don't know. Well, I don't know where well, you got it from, yeah. but you sure passed it down. So appreciate that. What's coming out of my mouth? I mean, it seems like it's, you know, yeah. makes sense, but it's not what's going on in my head. Yeah. And so, you know, um, my goal now, today, in this hour, is to be intentional mm-hmm. about everything that I do. Um, to be intentional about loving my kids, to be intentional about... Um, you know, making the bucket list, but do it. Don't wait till you're, you know, almost 80 to do mm-hmm. what the things that you want to do. So when this pandemic is over, I mean, I'm out. I don't yeah. know what to say. Honestly, same. I mean, hey, people are going to try to find me. You know, if you don't want to do certain Gina things, Ruba. love you. Hey, that's all <laughs> I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the, but it's, it's, it's really just, um, it's really a reconditioning yeah. of, you know, you say generational things. Uh, my mom um, and my sisters can attest to this. My mom didn't even want us to drive on the highway. 
Because oh. she was so scared. Again, probably has something to do with my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but again, you know, so we we were all scary. I mean, well, I wouldn't get on the... I mean, so, so there came a time when I wanted to just defy all of that. I tried to defy as much of it as I could. Mm-hmm. But then I think it's really important to think about why am I this way? You know, where did this really come from? And I think um, the big thing I really want to leave here today is to not fault the people in your life for who they were. Yeah. They were who they were because of who raised them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, thinking about my mom, she lost her mother at the age of 14, 15, something like that. And she was forced to get married at the age of 16. Wow. And so she had no other goals, options, life, nothing. You know, she, yeah. she lived the life the best way that she could. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people fail and relationships fail because we expect them to be a gallon when they're only a drop. Wow. They can't do everything that you want them to do when you drop your expectations of what you think they should be and understand maybe they're giving you all that they can give you. You know, and, and in retrospect, um, I guess I can't really say I have any regrets about how I raised you all. Mm-hmm. I hate that you went through some of the things that you went through. Um, but to see you all thriving and still going for it and still doing your own things and, you know, getting through school and, you know, traveling and and and, and having your own life, it still makes me happy because I feel like somehow I still gave you some of what I really wanted to give you yeah. in spite of what I thought I was giving you. Yeah. So. And I think you 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 should definitely give yourself... A good amount of credit like you and dad both like we wouldn't be where we are today like if it wasn't for you guys because mm-hmm. we were raised I feel like and even this is gonna sound kind of stupid but even, like I even saw something like on social media about like it was like a meme of like some kid like talking back to the parent and I'm just like I genuinely <laughs> I just can't like I just I can't imagine <laughs> raising a child for me to just kill it and yeah. I just for the disrespect <laughs> but like I it's so I that's the kind of stuff where I see that stuff and I appreciate how we were raised mm-hmm. and how we were raised to have like reverence for people mm-hmm. and like have honor and like not fear like not fear people or not just like be nice to people just because but just to have a general respect for people and I mm-hmm. think that's rare a lot of the time and a lot of people feel so entitled to a lot of just anything and I think that we were raised right like we were and there's like of course there are a bunch of different right ways to like raise somebody but like we were raised in a way where like we honor God we honor people mm-hmm. we honor ourselves but we we have reverence for people and just the basic manners of life and I definitely think that we can that has been the core of why we are where we are and Mm -hmm. of course we can be so much further and we will get so much further but because we've gotten to this point at least because of you know what you and dad have taught us you know Mm -hmm. growing up and stuff as well so we obviously we really appreciate that (laughs) and um yeah but I just have like I have two more questions and like quick questions and then we can wrap it up but what's one thing and you probably you've like kind of touched on this but like what is um a a regret that you have if you have any like what's a regret that you have looking back at your life that you um feel like you can kind of turn around now that you like know what you know uh, a major regret that i have is not getting to know myself mm-hmm. you know people always say you know you 
Um, you know, I was raised this way, but that doesn't mean that was the way that you are. Yeah. You may have been raised a certain way, but that may not be who you are necessarily to become. Yeah. And I want to become who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Not who I was raised to be, per yeah. se. And so that's why I love even about you guys, like you take some of that stuff, but then you still are your own individual selves. Yeah. And so it doesn't mean that how I was raised was bad, you know, or anything like that. It just means that for that time, um, because we all have, have a purpose. And so, you know, our experiences make up who we are, but it's our choice what we're going to do with it to become even better than who we were raised to be. Yeah. And so that was one of the, one of the things. What was the other question? I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't ask it yet. But. Oh, I'm sorry. Did, did I answer the question? <laughs> yes, okay. that makes sense. <laughs> um, if you could tell your younger self mm-hmm. at whatever age you're thinking of, mm. if you could tell your younger self one thing, what would it be? Don't give up your life for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Live the, your life in a way that is fulfilling to you, but yet enables you to serve the people in your life or serve humanity, mm-hmm. because that's one way that we are shown um, that we show that we, you know, we're part of God, mm-hmm. and God shows His love through us, and we show love of God to other people. Yeah, but definitely. Don't live your life just to please everybody else. If, you know, young women, hey, you know, if you're dating somebody, you want to have a night, you stay home. Dude, we ain't going out tonight. I'm going to wash my hair. I'm going to watch my shows. I didn't do that. I wish I would have done that. Yeah. Taking the time to love me more than I loved myself. And then, then I wouldn't have dealt with a lot of stuff I dealt with. Yeah. You know, I'd have been cutting it, going and coming. Nope, 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 nope. And the relationships and things I dealt with in relationships would have never happened mm-hmm. if I would have been more aware of myself. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, there it is, folks. <laughs> you take that, you pick it up. You go ahead and pick it up and put it in your pocket. Okay. <laughs> but I appreciate you, Mom, so much for, for coming through today, dropping some gems on these peeps. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. It's been a, it's been an absolute honor, and I really, really appreciate it. And we're going to go ahead and plug it real quick. <laughs> um, my mother has uh, started a YouTube channel. It's called Just Rez. Just Rez, J-U-S-T-R-E-Z. Z. And um, she, it's kind of like a life, just a life coach kind of thing where she's just encouraging you, giving you some, dropping some more gems, really, um, and just kind of encouraging people throughout life. So mm-hmm. definitely check that out on YouTube. You. Um, just Rez. And then your Instagram is? Just Rez 50. Just res five zero yeah. on the Insta. And there's also a Facebook page that you can go through and like it up. Please do. And so follow those pages, guys. Go ahead and hit her up. Run up those subscribers. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to those channels as well. Make sure you also like, share, and subscribe to, first of all, the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at first of all the podcast. And make sure that you are commenting, rating, giving us some feedback, letting us know what you want to hear next. And we appreciate you so much for being here. We're going to go close out in prayer just because, you know, Jesus. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you for giving us uh, clarity and guidance as we spoke today and allowing us to find healing in the words that you have given us. And we pray that whoever is listening can find um, healing and can grow um, by what they've heard today and that you would be able to guide their steps. And we thank you so much for allowing us to keep you, first of all, glorified. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.